Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're real life best friends who created a podcast to kick off your weekend. I'm Carla Marie. And I'm Anthony. We're the hosts of My Day Friday. Two Jersey kids who packed up everything and moved to Seattle to chase their dream of hosting a morning show. On our My Day Friday podcast, we talk about everything. Relationships, annoying wedding trends. And all the random conversations you'd have with your friends. You can even join in on the convo. Listen and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Later on, uh, we have Chris Smitherman coming up and also uh, comments about uh, attorney Lisa Wells, a employee here for a long time who's having severe difficulties. She's Locked up on a $750,000 bomb bond in Miami County uh, as we speak. And uh, we'll talk about that and how it relates to the opioid settlement and all those kinds of things. But until then, uh, as an American, I'm concerned about uh, elections not mattering. It used to be that we had elections. Those elected uh, would uh, take the oath of office and Republicans or Democrats take off their blue and red robes and actually work on behalf of the American people until the next election. And then make your case on things that have been done. From the day our president was elected, in fact, the day after he was elected, there were calls by some Democrats to impeach him. And the impeachment effort started in the summer of 2016, when Hillary Clinton and others paid Russian operatives to dig up dirt on our president to be used in the fall to make sure he wasn't elected. And uh, then, because of the FISA warrant, et cetera, There were uh, agencies of the federal government under Barack Hussein Obama who wiretapped and did other things to disrupt the Trump campaign. And then the FBI, Stroke and Page, developed a, quote, insurance policy just in case he happened to get elected. In other words, the the elites did not want him to win. And once he won, they didn't want him to enact any of his policies. And now that he's likely to get reelected about a year from now, they're working to make sure he's not on the ballot. In fact, one liberal Democrat said, if we don't impeach this guy, he's going to get reelected. What? A man that knows all this, in fact, sits, sits next to Adam Schiff at times, is, is our Congressman Brad Wenstrup. And uh, Congressman Brad Wenstrup, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. Thanks, Willie. Good to be with you. I know you just came back from the Elijah Cummings uh, Memorial, and I watched a lot of it. It was very moving, and we wish him and his family nothing but the best dealing with his loss. That's right. Thanks, Willie. Let's move on now. Now, uh, I watched you last night uh, on explaining and I kind of consider you to be normal. Uh, you didn't grow up to be a politician. You're like Cincinnatus who came out of the fields into the mansion house. In a few years, you're going to go back into the fields. You're like a doctor. You're a soldier. You served in Iraq, did all that stuff. So you came with the best of intentions simply to serve and not thinking, okay, I'm doing this to get that, and I want to get this. So you're like a normal guy. So can you explain to residents of Taylor Mill, Batavia, Withamsville, and Dearborn County what the hell is going on in Washington? Well, as far as the impeachment inquiry, as some call it, and other times they don't call it that, uh, we're, we're living in a very unique time. And we're living at a time where we're not allowing truth and justice to prevail, unfortunately. And I'm not just saying that as like talking points, Willie. And I, you, 
you know, you, you described it. I, di I didn't come here to hate people. I didn't come here uh, for a personal gain, but I did expect to find truth and justice. And so we went through, you know, a couple of years of, you know, Russian collusion. It turned out to be false, obstruction, not, not true. And now we're going through this process of, of impeachment. Yesterday, as you know, we had several Republican members trying to get into the impeachment inquiry, which is held down in the secure facility with the intelligence community. There's only three committees allowed to be in there, and if they were all in there, there would be a fire hazard for one. And secondly, these are being held uh, closed for no good reason because these are not classified hearings. So members of Congress are being denied the opportunity to participate in an impeachment process that presumably they would have to vote on. Presumably we would have voted on the inquiry, but Nancy Pelosi actually said we're doing an inquiry before she even saw the whistleblower complaint, supposedly, unless she worked with the whistleblower, and before we even saw the transcript. The president really blew this out of the water by releasing the transcript. So what's in question here? So now they just keep going further. So we have these interviews with people that only they select. We do not get to call any witnesses. Only Adam Schiff is calling witnesses. And when there's a subpoena involved, when we were running the Russian investigation, we voted on those subpoenas, and we allowed Democrats to call witnesses. So you can't tell me this is a democratic process. I heard on the radio in D.C. this morning someone saying Republicans tried to block the process. That isn't true. They were trying to partake in the process. But that's a media spin. Whenever I listen to ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, it is spun in such a way that this has never happened before. It's so unusual for an American politician to enlist the assistance of foreign agents or others to influence a presidential election. And for those who don't pay attention, like Tony Bender. If you would just listen to the news, this has never happened before. Uh, let me share with the American people three quick thoughts. This is a headline from Politico under the date of 1-11-17, which is nine days before President Trump's inaugural. Headline, Ukrainian efforts to sabotage Trump backfire. Kiev officials are scrambling now to make amends with President-elect Trump after quietly working to boost Hillary Clinton. So this story goes on to say that the Democratic National Committee met uh, with uh, top Ukrainian officials at the Ukrainian em embassy in Washington in the summer of 2016 in an effort to disrupt the Trump campaign. Without, and so I, I want those listening to understand, this happens, maybe it's wrong, but it happens all the time. There's a double standard. CNN reported in, in June of 20, 2017 uh, that Democratic senators Robert Menendez Dick Durbin and Pat Leahy wrote a letter to Ukraine's prosecutor expressing concern at the closing of four investigations they said were critical to the Mueller probe. They wanted information on Donald Trump and Paul Manafort. And this letter said, if you don't cooperate in these investigations to get dirt on Trump, we're not going to send you any more foreign aid. Democrats said that. And then you got the classic example of Joe Biden saying, look, if you don't shut that thing down, the billion dollars coming is not coming. And so I look at this and I'm thinking as an American, why doesn't the media tell the average voter who's got a husband, got a wife, got kids and doesn't pay attention much that this kinds of kinds of information happens all the time? Even if Trump did it, it was justified because we have a treaty signed in 1992 with Ukraine that will help each other participate crimes by our nationals in the other country. And so if there's an in indication that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden 
are taking bribes they should not be entitled to or influence peddling. It is the responsibility of Trump to ask the Ukrainian officials, look into that because there's been no investigation to determine yay or nay. So Trump was doing his job. And haven't Democrats did exactly the same thing? But now to the average voter, if you pay attention to, to our media, they don't tell you these things. I had a military, uh, retired military officer that I served with. He texted me last week and he said, I guess if you really want to know what the Democrats have been doing for some time, just look and see what they accuse Trump and this administration of. And that's exactly right. And actually, when you, when you look at this, I want a president that's going to ask another president to look into corruption and to make sure that there's no corruption taking place from our country or theirs, or especially when it involves sure. both. I want our president to do that. And if that means withholding aid, it seems to me to make sense. We don't want to keep sending aid to countries where warlords intercept the aid, right? right. You want your money to be well spent. And so I, I don't think that's unusual. But I can tell you through all this thing, I can't, you know, unlike the Democrats who are leaking what they want you to hear, they take snippets that, that, that make, help make their case, but they're not in the context of the whole, whole dialogue. But I can tell you one thing, going back to the original complaint, which is the phone call between the two presidents, here you have both presidents saying there was no pressure and there was no quid pro quo, and we didn't even bring up the aid. But I'll tell you what I have not heard from anyone. I have not heard that at the time of that phone call that anyone in the Ukraine had any idea that the aid was being held. So if, <laughs> if they don't even know it's being held, I'm assuming, because we haven't heard that they knew that, then then how could there be a quid for a quo? There wasn't even a quid, much less a quo. And a, there wasn't any. And the media, even this morning, I hear the media talking about that, that Hunter Biden, there's no evidence he did anything wrong. Hunter Biden did the interview in which he said, well, I wasn't qualified, but they're paying me $50,000 a month. Doesn't that raise red flags? And there's been no investigation. So the fact there's been no investigation means there's been no finding. How do you get the findings until you have the investigation? And I and I'm going to bring up another point too. They keep saying, you know, you were you were digging up dirt on your uh, opposition. First of all, um, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't call it political opposition research. I would call it corruption investigation. That's what you're talking about. And just because someone is a candidate for office, certainly does not make them immune to investigation of wrongdoing. Just I mean, on a local level, for people to understand. If you have a sitting sheriff who's running for re-election and his opponent has been breaking laws, the sheriff is still obligated to try and make sure that those, those, those malfeasances are discovered and prosecuted. Well, in uh, 20, uh, 2012, there was big discussions between America and Russia about pulling American missiles out of Eastern Europe, and, uh, which is something the Russians wanted very much. And so in an open mic moment, Barack Hussein Obama leaned over to Medvedev, who was the prime minister under the leadership of Vladimir Putin, and said, look, uh, after I'm reelected, this is my last election, I'm going to have a lot more flexibility in what I can do. And so he wanted the message sent to Vladimir Putin that uh, calm down, help me to get reelected, and then if that happens, I'll pull the missiles out of Eastern Europe. Now, that, when that, that was made public, the media spun that as if, well, we shouldn't be paying attention to private conversations of world leaders is what that was spun as, just the opposite. And going that back, was, that, that, yeah, what about that? That was the exact response I got from John Brennan in an open hearing. He described the Russian playbook. I read back to him what he said. 
elections, people of power, building relationships. Remember, Medvedev said, I stand with you to, to Barack Obama. I brought that up, and I said, Was that, is that a red flag to you? And he said, I'm not going to comment on a private conversation between two heads of state. <laughs> so I've been trying to find out. I've been trying to find out, is that the rule? Is that the law? Is that just the standard operating procedure? Uh, as it turns out, I finally did get an answer from the director of national intelligence who said, all of that is held under executive privilege, and the president, it's up to the president to, to release any information between in those conversations. So uh, here we have where President Trump is, and guess what? Because of this public outrage, he's the only one who's been transparent in this process. He's the only one. He turned over the transcript. Everything else now is being done in secret. Well, when uh, is anyone asking for the transcripts of of telephone calls between Obama and Putin? Not that I know of. Well, and, would the uh, media, doubt, would doubtful we get them. No, would the media say, you know what, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's have transparency. When So the media determines the outcome, then they pigeonhole into their argument only the evidence that supports their predetermined conclusion. Is that a fair trial? Uh, and that is not a fair trial. And so, And basically, if you think about it, as I said before, Pelosi called for this impeachment inquiry before she supposedly saw the complaint. So she doesn't even know the complaint. She hasn't seen the transcript, and she's calling for an inquiry. Uh, or maybe she did see the complaint ahead of time. Remember, Adam Schiff said he never – he and his staff had no contact with the whistleblower, and then he had to recant that later because that was false. All right, uh, Brad Wenstrup, how does this thing end? Here we are toward the end of October. The election – in fact, the uh, – Iowa caucuses, I think, are the first week in February, like February 3rd. And so right now the filing deadline's the middle of December. This is going to stretch out, according to the so-called experts. The Democrats want this, and be careful for what you wish. So you're in the committee. How does this come out of the House? When will the president be impeached, do you think? Which well, we're, means- not getting, we're not getting answers on that at all. No. You, you get a runaround when you ask a question like It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At which, you know, we now have a situation where most of our members who represent millions and millions of Americans have no idea what's going on with this process because they're not allowed to participate. Um, But where does it end? Well, you know, I think this is in part a distraction because we are waiting for the Inspector General's report of how the whole Russian collusion hoax began. And we do know that the dossier itself was paid for by Democrats and the Clinton campaign. So I expect that we're going to hear something about that, which Mueller chose to ignore, his investigative team chose to ignore and we're also going to hear from Mr. Durham, and I think we will hear loud and clear from the Attorney General. This is a very professional Attorney General who's interested in truth and justice, and he'll bring forward the wrongdoings that many of us know took place. Did Hillary Clinton and her campaign directly or indirectly pay Russian operatives to dig up dirt on candidate Trump? Well, they indirectly, yes, through the law firm, and then the law firm paid – Fusion GPS, then Fusion GPS paid Christopher Steele, and whoever Christopher Steele worked with, 
Russian Ukrainians, whatever the case may be, but that's who, who they worked with, and none of that's none of that information has been verified. It was all salacious and unverified. And, and did Obama relate to Medvedev and Putin that uh, he wanted their help to help to get reelected, and then after he was reelected, he would uh, deal with them on the issues of missiles in Europe. And when that was made public, did any Republican hold hearings on what was the intent? What was the transcript of the other conversations? What happened? Did any Republican raise the issue of Obama's impeachment for enlisting a foreign power to help get reelected? Uh, you know, we did. But, you know, those that we can reach to within the agencies were not on our uh, on the side of us. They were on the side of Barack Obama. No big deal. And, and they were not going to to investigate it. I mean, just look at what James Comey did when he came out and said no reasonable prosecutor would would prosecute all the violations and, and laws that Hillary Clinton broke. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, we'll there see. you have it. <laughs> Brad Winstrip, I, I tell you, it's almost like a bloodless coup that continues. And if we can't vote for our president and if the Democrats are correct, that if we don't impeach him and remove him from office, which, by the way, has never happened before in American history, there's been a couple presidents impeached, but never has there been a successful trial in the Senate. And, and if, in fact, he faces the voters and the Democrats have to defend what they did, would you anticipate his reelection? Uh, you know, if you follow history with Bill Clinton, him being impeached seemed to help him. I think America uh, in this particular case is, is going to catch on to what's been taking place. We'll, we'll see. I'm not good at predicting those types of right. things. That's a year. Um, but, but I think, you know, this is a unique time. I don't always like uh, the tweets or whatever the president no, may say, correct, correct. Uh, but I certainly have appreciated his policies and his drive to clean up corruption and to to get us on a better path. And, um, you know, some some people love his style. Some people don't. But I think that cleaning up corruption and, you know, draining the swamp, what a lot of people are beginning to realize, the swamp isn't necessarily those that are elected. It's those that have been sitting in agencies for years and years and years and abused their power. Congressman Brad Wenstrup, good luck later this afternoon, and I'll be watching and listening, and thanks for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. Congressman, thank you. You bet. God bless. All right, let's continue with more on the acutehearingcenter.com hotline. Your comments, 513-749-7000, pound 700, the new AT&T. Bill Cunningham, live with you every day, your home of the Bengals. News Radio 700, WLW.com. To bring you up to date, we're going to play that uh, interview that Sloney had with a woman who had similar difficulties as uh, attorney Lisa Wells uh, in about uh, 25, 30 minutes. But let's go back in time just a little bit. I, of course, been here a very long time. And one of my missions, according to Scott uh, Reinhardt and uh, D.J. Hodge and Chuck Frederick and all the other ones, was to try to find in the legal profession someone who, uh, not similar to me, but uh, who could... Uh, carry a conversation, somewhat conversational, could ask good questions, uh, martial arguments, come to a conclusion, etc. And so over the years, one of the persons I located many years ago, might be about 10 years ago, was Lisa Wells. I'm not sure how I ran into her in court or somewhere, but somebody said to me, you know, Lisa Wells is sharp. And we always look for different voices in different ways and different methods. And we try to do the best we can to be as diverse as possible, expressing the opinions that uh, you desire to hear expressed. Of course, we have the reputation of being strictly conservative and Republican, but that is not true. There are numerous individuals here that are liberal and Democrats, and I enjoy a well-rounded debate. Put me in the camp 
with Ellen DeGeneres, who says we may disagree, but let's not become so disagreeable. Because when she sat down at a football game, Dallas Cowboys with Bush 43, she was roundly criticized by the radical left who said you can't associate with people like that. Then Elton John said that he is he respects a lot of the policies of Donald J. Trump, especially as it concerns funding of AIDS research and treatment in Africa. And so you have, shall we say, the top part of the left-wing agenda are the celebrities being uh, brandished as traitors for even talking with individuals you disagree with. That has never been my approach. So for many years, Lisa Wells was here, and we went out to dinner once or twice uh, with other people, and I communicated with her, and uh, she said, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? I gave her my tips. And uh, then she had her own show on Saturday mornings. I think it was uh, 10 a.m. It was 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And did quite well. She was on the shows giving expert advice. And that's good. We want that. Then out of nowhere, I I did not know, as far as I'm aware, the people here did not know that she had a drug problem. Normally, those like Lisa Wells keeps that uh, from individuals because it's somewhat of a secret dark matter. I did not know. On January the 25th, 2016, what, almost four years ago, she was stopped by a state trooper, and the stop is on YouTube if someone wants to watch it. And the state trooper said he saw pills on the front seat, assorted pills in her purse during his search. And um, later on, she was indicted on four felony counts of possession of drugs identified as amphetamines and oxycodone. And uh, in 2017, after lots of negotiations and et cetera, and after she agreed to be part of the Supreme Court drug treatment program, she was uh, sentenced to essentially a diversion program that said that if you successfully complete the drug treatment program, you will not be sent to jail. And uh, she was sentenced uh, to 12 months in prison on each count, which is four years. But it was stayed and it will be wiped away, assuming you successfully complete a drug treatment program, which did not happen. She enrolled in the Ohio, Ohio Supreme Court program, which, by the way, is excellent. As an attorney, you can do many things wrong, but if you claim it was because of alcohol, mental illness, or uh, drug addiction of one type, assuming you complete the program and you're strictly monitored, as tr- assuming you complete the program, then uh, the charges are wiped away, you can practice law, etc. And she is a very fine criminal defense attorney. She's among the best. And so the fact that she's had a drug problem was somewhat surprising, but in a sense, not so much because many lawyers, like many others in different different walks of life, have drug difficulties or alcoholism of one type or another. There was a noted criminal defense attorney about 10 to 15 years ago who died of a cocaine overdose. And that came as a shock to many of us. And uh, what's happening to Lisa Wells is a shock and a concern because We want to help. And I know there's an argument that goes along this line, which I fully participated in for many years. You get one chance. That's it. Or two chances. And if you fall from grace and start using again, then you're out. That's an approach that many take. It's an approach I do not now take. I would contend that if Lisa Wells or you or me or someone, any any person, has a terrible addiction to opioids and to cocaine, And you fall from grace three times and four times and five times. And finally, the sixth time or the seventh time that you say, I want help, that help should be there for you. I don't throw away the key on anyone. 
that has this difficulty, which is not the way I expressed myself 15 or 20 years ago. But I, think, I guess experience has taught me that uh, everyone has sins and crimes. And if I understand yours and, and you maybe can understand mine and let's go together. Because if, if I have a friend or someone I know locked up in jail, I'll go an extra mile to go visit them, even though I'm not serving as an attorney. So in Lisa Wells's case, according to media accounts, she was called back to court uh, several times, and uh, several times she did not show up, uh, no show, which is a red flag for someone who has an addiction problem not to be in court. Now, according to media accounts, the argument was, that uh, the Miami County Common Police Court Judge Deneen Pratt lost jurisdiction because the probation expired and there was nothing else she could do. So she started a legal action against uh, Miami County Judge Deneen Pratt claiming she had no jurisdiction. And as I understand it, that thing is still being worked out. But at some point in September, what, about six, seven weeks ago, she found herself in front of Judge Pratt, and Judge Pratt ordered her at that point to immediately take a drug screen, a urine test. She objected, but somehow she consented to uh, peeing in the bottle. And when she did, it was discovered quickly that uh, there was uh, oxycodone, cocaine, and marijuana in her urine, and that she, needless to say, failed the drug test right there in front of a judge. That was at the uh, at a August 27th hearing. At the end of that day's hearing, she was ordered to undergo a drug screen. She failed and was jailed for a three-day sanction and then released. So that, that's a problem. At the September 5th hearing, there was scheduling. Of course, when that is found, then you have to have another hearing in order to see if there's some explanation for this. I don't know what the explanation would be, but in due process, you're always given a hearing. So it's September 5th. She was scheduled to, for the hearing as to why there was cocaine, marijuana, and oxycodone in her urine. She failed to appear on the September 5th hearing, which was, what, about five, six weeks ago. So Judge Pratt, which every judge would have done, ordered, uh, issued an order for her arrest. And it was the warrant wasn't served for about four or five weeks. Then at the end of last week, I'm not sure how this occurred, but she was located. And then uh, she was brought before Judge Janine Pratt on Monday, and the judge set a $750,000 cash or surety bond, which means you either put up $750,000 in cash or you go to a bondsman with a surety and their fee would be $75,000 and then they secure the other $675,000. To my knowledge, she's still locked up as I speak. And uh, I'm going to try on Saturday. I got to call up there to see what the rules and regulations are. I'd like to visit her and talk with her and say what's going on, and I'll do what I can, not as an attorney. I've never represented her as a lawyer, nor will I, but as a friend, what can I do to help to get you over this? She's an excellent criminal defense attorney. She has two darling little boys. She is married, and for those that want to be judgmental, have at it, but I I cannot sit here and dump on Lisa Wells and say, you know what? She's going to go to Marysville for four years. And that's the end of it, because that's not the end of it. Going to prison generally does not solve a drug problem because there are not good drug treatment programs in prison. That's not the purpose of prison. And so when we had the issues a few days ago of the Attorney General David Yost and these billions of dollars 
coming from the pharmaceutical companies for not adequately warning people about the dangers of opioids and for pumping millions of pills into Ohio. A good chunk of that money has got to go to those who need drug, alcohol, and other kind of treatment. Because if not that, if it goes to paper over budgetary difficulties of cities, counties, and states, then 20 years from now, this thing's going to get worse and worse and worse. We had a caller this morning from uh, Scott Sloan that talked about it that I thought was very good. We're gonna- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I play that about 105 today. But, uh... For those who say, uh, throw away the key, some people in the hallway say, well, she's had her chance. Uh, why is she doing this? I, I can't explain that. There's no reasonable explanation why someone objectively would look at oxycodone or cocaine and knowing what's at stake when you're in the Supreme Court drug rehabilitation program and a judge has said to you that if you are dirty and don't complete excuse me, the program, You're going to go to Marysville for four years. There's no reasonable explanation why somebody would continue to be dirty when there's every reason for Lisa Wells to live a long and good life. A few years ago, I had a drug counselor on, and I said, can you describe to listeners that don't have these difficulties how strong this urge is to take drugs? He said, imagine, he said to me, have you had a colonoscopy? And I said, yes. Don't know what relevance this is, but yes, I've had three colonoscopies. He said, have you done the cleansing the night before and the morning of? I said, yes, I've done that cleansing. He said, imagine doing that cleansing. And you have to go to the bathroom so bad that sometimes you can't get there in time. It is immediate. You have to cleanse yourself. He said, imagine this. That let's say a person that has a cocaine or heroin addiction has the same urge to go to the bathroom to purge as you had, but they can't go. They're prohibited from going. Could you stop from, I said, I got to go. A person that has a cocaine, heroin addiction has an overriding urge to keep taking that drug. Because if you don't take it, when you come down from the high, you have wretched vomiting, you have explosive diarrhea, you have terrible health consequences. And therefore, it is very easy to take a $10 hit, $15 hit, that gets you through the day. That'll be your last hit ever. Then you get up the next morning, and you feel like you have the worst day of your life, uh, flu conditions, and you take the hit, and you get through the day. Lisa Wells has said in media accounts that when she had her babies, 
that she had terrible, terrible pain and difficulties in delivering. And that she got on these drugs because it was a way of getting over the pain and the difficulties, and she became hooked. There's 10 to 20% of us that have the proper DNA receptors, that once we taste that particular thing, we got to have it. It doesn't stop. And that's just the way things are. Now, as far as how she was arrested, she was coming from Columbus to Cincinnati and ended up about 60 miles due west of Columbus, lost. We had a case recently of this woman who wanted to kill herself going the wrong way on I-75 and wiped out a Mason family of three wonderful people that are dead. And unfortunately, this woman lived who went the wrong way. I have no sympathy for those who use these products, especially those with Juris Doctorate degrees that are traveling at 75 miles an hour, zoned out, have no idea where they are. That that was a tremendous risk of causing death and harm to many. So that's why I've spoken to her several times. The last time I texted with her was about three weeks ago. And I've always been encouraging, do this, do that, come on the air with me. I'm in the business of trying to help the next generation of lawyers and talk show hosts come here and succeed. When I'm with younger Americans, I want them to be successful. I want to pass on to them a better station than I found 37 years ago. And Lisa Wells was one of those people that I said, that is the future of talk radio. I had no idea about these difficulties she had with drugs and bad ones. Alcohol, many lawyers use alcohol quite a bit. And it's legal. Stay at home, have some drinks, take Uber, take Lyft, get a drive. That's one thing. It's legal. But for a lawyer as part of the Supreme Court Drug Rehabilitation Program to be told by a no-nonsense, good common police court judge, I'll give you this chance, but don't blow it. Because if you don't successfully complete the program, you're going to go to Marysville for four years. And then she has so much to live for, so much to exist. The kids are wonderful. Her husband's fine. Good family life. And then to throw it all away on something like this is demonstrating to me how difficult these addictions can be. I have great sympathy for those that have that. I want to get your reaction. And uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to make a call up to Miami County, see if I can visit her on Saturday and give my best and see what I can do to help, not as an attorney, uh, but as a friend. Number to call, 513-749-7000, pound 700, the new AT&T. And in about 15 minutes, I'm going to play for you a rather dramatic call that a a woman called in this morning and spoke to Scott Sloan about what happens in prison when you have a drug problem. Uh, I've been to many prisons. They're not good places. Hamilton County Jail is one of the better places to be in, but I don't know about the Miami County Jail. I imagine there's not too many people there. And it tends to be true that if you're in an urban county like Hamilton County or Kenton County, the judges here have a much less harsh approach to failing drug screens as judges in in rural counties. And uh, I'm told by my friends in Dayton that uh, Judge Pratt is going to be extremely difficult with Lisa Wells for violating court orders and for showing up in her courtroom dirty, which happened in September. So let's continue. I want to get your reaction. And uh, 
513-749-7000. Stay tuned. In about 12 minutes, we're going to play this 9 or 10 minutes. I'm going to get your reaction to what should happen to these opioid monies. I know 30 to 40% are going to go to the attorneys. I know the counties are the lawsuit uh, uh, plaintiffs in the state, and they can use the money for any purpose. David Yost, the AG, wants to make sure that these are not used by counties, like cigarette addiction money was used, to paper over deficits and not go to the bottom line, which is helping people like Lisa Wells. I don't care if it's one time or two times or ten times. When a person says, this is the end of the road, I want help, the money should be there to help these individuals because it is such a massive problem. And uh, I wish her and her family nothing but the best. Let's continue. Bill Cunningham. News Radio 700, WLW. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. They gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. All right, Billy Cunningham, this morning uh, Scott Sloan had a caller that talked about what happens to someone in a female prison occasioned by drug and alcohol difficulties. One can imagine that Lisa Wells, who's an excellent criminal defense attorney, would often tell a client charged with drug abuse and use who gets a second chance, one thing you can't do is show up in front of the sentencing judge, hi, don't do that. According to media accounts on September the 5th, Lisa Wells shows up in front of Judge Pratt with uh, probably behavioral difficulties. She ordered a drug screen there, and she was found her urine to be in possession or containing cocaine, marijuana, and oxycodone, which is a synthetic heroin. She was given uh, three days and said, we're going to have a show cause hearing and, uh, on September the 5th, a show cause hearing in order to demonstrate why you should not be violated, which is give me some reason as to why you're in possession, your body is, of illegal drugs. She skipped that hearing. And since then, the system has been looking for her. She's filed various motions in federal court to uh, test whether or not she's actually on probation, whether or not she's a probation to terminate her, whether Judge Pratt is acting contrary to law. If I'm a human being and I have given a chance to do better and I show up in court and I'm a criminal defense attorney and I've recently taken cocaine, oxycodone, and marijuana, the last thing I want to do is show up in court dirty because how do you, you have an opportunity to see how those things got in your system. And so at this point, I understand Judge Janine Pratt, based upon this, set a $750,000 bond. They got her uh, on Monday. Bond was set. Today is, what, Thursday afternoon. And as I understand it, she's still there. But uh, this was a telephone call this morning with Sloney that kind of tells you the difficulties of what happened to women in prison. Get to a Katie in Cincinnati on 700 WOW. Katie, thanks for checking in, huh? Hi, how are you? I'm good. What's up? Well, um, so I heard that previous guy speaking, and great that he has four months, but I've lived that, and I... It's American Medical Association deems that we have a disease called addiction, which I have. I'll have a year clean. I had seven years clean prior, walked in on my best friend uh, hanging, and I relapsed. 
Um, oh, Jesus. I'll have a year now this time. I've been to prison. I was I lived in a very upper class. My parents mm-hmm. go to their country club. The judge played golf. My best my dad's best friend was the judge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also heard the governor call us parasites. Monique came to prison, and she's a comedian. She's on TV, mm-hmm. and she. Was oh yeah, yeah. I remember. I saw that video. Was that the video where they shot it? You know, I'm talking that yeah, she did yeah, a stand-up video. Yeah, was that, where was it? It wasn't Marysville, where was it? It was, yes. It was oh, it was Marysville, okay. Yeah, I saw that, yeah, and I went, oh, my there. God, yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah, good. So I was also there when Dr. Phil was there, and it's very sad because not only is addiction becoming an, an, an epidemic, an apocalypse is what I call it, it's, it's people are so confused about what it is. It's 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 it needs to be dual diagnosed because it's not just the drugs and the alcohol is a side effect to what I have, right. you know. Um, it's so so much, and for her to not get help and to be sitting in, in jail, it's very sad because it will take prison takes a piece of you that you'll never get back. I was raped in prison by COs. I went through so much, and many women do. Mm-hmm. There's some women in there that didn't that are innocent. That you know, I'm working with uh, actually. I don't know if you know who Vaughn Jones is and all yeah. that stuff, but um, we're working right now to get some people out, and it's very sad. I'm very, I voice my opinion. I started a newspaper for this, and addiction is becoming an apocalypse, and people are so confused. It's like when I heard the governor of our state call us parasites, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe, because if it hasn't touched his family, it's surely touched somebody that he knows. It's horrible. It's horrifying. And what's more horrifying is the embarrassment of the parents. Yeah. And like, and I don't blame them. I don't blame anybody. You have to do something. You can't enable your children. You can't put them in the best, best rehabs and expect they're going to be cured because there is no cure. It's a daily, right. daily process. And for you, you know I mean? for you, Katie, as you said, you know, okay, I'm clean and sober for a while. I walk in a room and there's my best friend hanging there, uh, hang yourself. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, most of us would go, God, I need a drink or something like that. For you, it was right back to the thing that got you in trouble in the first place. And you probably knew, but you, you can't control those impulses. Um, and, and, you know, it's not a failure, I think, of your psyche or it's a failure somehow of your upbringing, morals or weakness on your part. It's an, it's an addiction. Like some people are addicted to smoking or uh, gambling, whatever it might be that uh, you have this addiction and it has to do with narcotics. And, and the way we treat this thing is, I get it, uh, in the case of Lisa Wells, is um, the only recourse we have in a small county like in, where she is in, in, up in Ohio, up in uh, near Sydney, is that uh, we've got to put her behind bars. But we've got to put her behind bars with the rest of the general population for a, uh, for a failure, um, a chemical failure on the part of your body. Um, and, and, and yes, that, that, that's a concern. That's a, Did you come out worse in that case then, um, as opposed to getting, what, what's the treatment like behind bars? Do you know? They're, they're, they have a place called IOP that barely anybody can get into. It depends on your, if you have, um, a short time to so say if they gave her three, four years, she's not going to. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I get in there for a long time, if she gets in there at all, because the funds get cut. There's only a certain amount of people that can get picked to go in there. The waiting list is ridiculous. If she goes into regular population, and it's so sad, she's not a criminal. It's not like um, there's a man out there that raped my kids that gets out before the guy that sold yeah, marijuana. Yeah. Right, right, it's very right. sad what this society is doing because it's deeming she is going to get a piece of her is going to be gone that she will never get back. Mm-hmm. She's going to have uh, uh, Joe Blow Betty come and uh, take her commissary or think she'll get the COs. See, this is what people don't understand. When I went to prison, it's very sad. I played volleyball. I was playing volleyball outside, and I thought, this isn't that bad. I come in, CO comes in, hands me a ticket. He said, this is destruction of state property. You're state property. You got sunburned. And I went, what? Oh, my God. And I realized like that I'm in a whole different ball game. I called in prescriptions. I deserved did my time. That's what, that's what I did. I own it. You know, when I share my story, I work with sheriffs, with solos, I do overdose runs. Anyway, I'm not ashamed of where I came from because that, that's made me my strength well, and my greatest weakness. It, it, it is. And, and, Kate, how long have you been clean now? I've been clean uh, a year now. Huh. I relapsed. I had seven years, and I Jesus. have been clean November 24th. You think it's behind you or is still a white wake up from day going, today's the day I may relapse? I don't think it'll ever be behind me. I think mm-hmm. that, like, this guy, my, my, as a matter of fact, my sponsor, has got 27 years. She's a doctor. And uh, she says, doctor. the more, the closer you are to your, like, 30-year 30, 30 uh, reach in sobriety, mm-hmm. the closer I am to a drink. Does that make sense? Or a drug. Mm-hmm. Like, we, it's never going to go away. It's always going to haunt me. It's how I handle it. It's what I do. If I utilize my tools and I speak and I voice my opinion, but, okay, if I stop going to the program that I attend, if I stop talking, if I stop, um, if I isolate myself, I'm going to go right back to what I, what I normally do, and that's my go-to. I'm going to pick up a Xanax or I'm going to pick up a Percocet, and then I'm off for the races. I'm shooting dope and I'm all dead. Over, over the I can't and imagine. All, and all it takes is just one little taste. And, and it's just like, well, it's kind of like a person who is on a diet, right? Um, and many people struggle with food. I know uh, I have in the past, and it's always been a battle for me uh, just based on, you know, uh, we always kind of laugh about that Italian background. But, um, you know, it's always okay. a thing. And, and, and um, you know, i got to be careful and, you know, kind of always be on point because that is my nemesis. I admit it. But uh, I but, can't blame my addiction. I cannot blame being an right. addict. You know what I mean? Because well, yours is different because I said, you know, okay, uh, you know, I, I, I sit down and I don't know, I, maybe too much. That's okay. I can, you know, I can make up for that later. But once you have that taste of, of an opioid, it's uh, forget it. You're off the rails. It's a whole different thing. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's completely. And people are trying to use different. And I'm not going to go into the mat thing. People use methadone. They use the box and they use. Now they're using a thing called kratom. It's a yeah. natural Horrible. thing. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, is that people, you have to be willing. The first key into getting sober is willingness and admitting that, you're, that you are an addict or you're an alcoholic. The second key, you have to have that, the, the willingness to do it and the action and motivation. If you don't have that, 
Nobody, not your kids, not your mother, not your husband, your wife, nobody can get you clean and sober but you. And that's what people fail to realize. Do it for your kids. Mm -hmm. Can't do it for your kids. If I did it for my kids, I'd be screwed. I'd be done. I have to do it for myself because that's just a, that's a secondary motivation. I have to have, I have to have hit the bottom and I cannot, where I can never, ever, ever want to go and be again. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I think I've done. I work diligently daily. And that's another thing. You have to work every day. And with this Lisa thing, it's so, it, it, I mean, I'm going to do what I can and be very boisterous about it because she's going to go into a population. If she doesn't get the help that she needs, and the budget is ridiculous. In Claremont County, they should have a drug court. County mm-hmm. should have drug courts. And a lot of them, like you said, you're very intelligent, and I like listening to you. Thank you. You, you speak the truth, and I like what you – I even listened to you yesterday about the um, – flu and all those things yeah, i like what you get to get the flu shot but but the point is in in i think is an important one is you get busted in hamilton warren butler counties they have drug courts because they have the funds they have the mechanism to raise money and and, and do those things in, in rural ohio where lisa wells got stopped that's a whole different ball game out there. they're going to put you in general population they don't have drug courts and and uh you're not going to get any treatment whatsoever very little at that and what chance do you have when you leave of of actually being able to cope with Do we lose you? Man on the block like they're supposed to. They look at you. They they stare at you. They make fun of you. You're Mm. a. They'll come in like they used to do with us. Mm. Um, Well, I knew I'd hate it, but I had to take a shower. I'd go in there, take a shower, and I knew that those two men would be in my cell, and they'd touch me and do whatever they want to because I'm property, and who's going to believe me? Yeah. And so, well, which is totally going to screw you up even more, right? Because now you've got oh those God. scars. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, and if you didn't have a reason to use, now you have those memories to deal with. Oh, it's, it's a horror. Lisa, I'm so glad you've been clean and sober a year. I'll, I pray for you, and I hope you're going to – I hope you can continue and keep fighting the fight. I am. I am. All right. Be well. Thank Thanks for so listening. Much. Hang in there. God, God bless you. Jeez. What a horrible story. All right, that was a call this morning with Sloney that describes what happens to women in prison that uh, men may not have to deal with all the time, but I'm sure the similar things happen. It's not, it doesn't solve a drug problem, which AMA has declared to be a public health crisis. By locking someone up in prison, that doesn't solve the problem. In fact, it may exacerbate the problem, make it more difficult. So let's continue, and I'm going to take your calls next. We have Jason, Mabel, many others. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000. This is in relationship to a Miami County judge on Monday setting a $750,000 cash bond for Lisa Wells for a failure to appear several times. And also allegedly on September 5th, according to media accounts, she had in her system cocaine, marijuana, and oxycodone, all of which would violate uh, her probation agreement. She was sentenced in uh, 2017 in lieu of uh, prison to successfully complete drug treatment programs. She could be sentenced to 12 months in prison on each of the four felonies, so she's facing 48 months or four years in jail. And Janine Pratt, uh, who is the uh, common police court judge in Miami County, has given her repeated examples and chances to improve her life. And when she showed up dirty, allegedly, last month and then skipped, uh, that's a problem. From Lisa's perspective, her probation was over with, and she did not comply with uh, the judge's order. But uh, if you show up dirty in front of a judge, and I would imagine the behavior was of such a character, the judge wanted her to pee in a bottle, something was going on. 
there's bigger problems than legal arguments about whether or not the date probation was terminated or not. So let's continue with your calls. 513-749-7000. Would you treat it as an illness like a cancer or as a crime? Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. All right, Billy Cunningham will uh, continue to follow this issue, and I'm going to keep track of the money. One of the great comments made by that previous caller with Scott Sloan is the fact that there are many drug courts that are not fully funded. That is what has to happen. A prosecutor called me off the air and said, what do you do if someone's failed drug court four or five times, violates probation, doesn't show up for drug screens, and you can't find them? What do you do? And I'm sensitive of that. But when you do find them, in Lisa Wells' case, do you then lock them up for four years? Throw away the key? I don't know if that's the answer either. But this prosecutor, she said to me, there has to be consequences for bad behavior. When someone drives a car 75 miles an hour on Interstate 70 and doesn't know where they are, it's putting at risk a whole bunch of innocent lives. And I'm down with that, too. Uh, So let's continue with more. One other side note is that on Saturday between 5 and 7, there's a great event happening in Madeira put together by a bunch of good kids, Haley and Rachel and Jacob and Joey and others. They're going to raise money to help uh, a uh, charity called Simply Kids, which targets those children in tough circumstances that many times have trouble communicating. And so if you uh, would like to need more information about participating in this event, a paint powder party on Saturday, October the 26th, fun event for families, pizzas included, tickets are only $10. Check out the website which is either Simply Kids, uh, MHS, Madeira High School, or go to the blueandgoldstore.org and simply make a donation so that these high school kids can help those in uh, dissimilar circumstances that need some help. And I want to congratulate the kids at every high school, but especially Madeira, who put time together to help those children that need special help. So uh, check out the website, theblueandgoldstore.org. All right, let's continue with your reaction Full lines, Jason, Marvel, Mabel, many others, 513-749-7000. Do you give Lisa Wells a second, a third, or fourth chance, or do you throw away the key and put her in Marysville for four years? Let's continue with, well, let's continue with more. 130, the home of your Bengals. News Radio 700, WLW Cincinnati. Plumbing. David Wade was wearing a shock belt during his trial Tuesday when the deputy supervising him went to the bathroom and dropped the controller into the toilet by accident. That prompted Wade to be shocked multiple times. Wade was treated for minor injuries, and the judge declared a mistrial in his case involving trafficking prostitution and having sex with a minor. Wade is back in the Franklin County Jail and awaiting a new trial on $250,000 bond. You know, say, you don't want to laugh about something like that, but uh, getting tased, and I would assume the uh, the inmate, the criminal, the defendant, didn't know the cop dropped it in there, and he starts shaking around for several minutes, and uh, what do you do? And uh, well, I don't, well, you don't want to laugh about this, but Channel 5 had the story at McDonald's. And, uh, the customer's always right, Willie. That's what they told right. us. But she We're going to have that video up in just a few minutes, actually. It's going to post. I mean, it's I sad, it. but uh, customer's always right when they're wrong. Rule number one, the customer's are Rule number two, when the customer is wrong, see rule number one. The Bingo. customer's always right. Doesn't make any difference. So, what, ma'am, do you want your money back, or do you want us to get you another cheeseburger? At least it's don't correct. throw things And she people. waited 18 minutes. 23. 23. And so, at some point, she said... I was on video. She threw the bag of hamburgers, and she said to 
the manager said I was hit in the back of the head by something, an apple or something. And I, we, I didn't see that part. But anyway, when the blender hit the customer in the head, down goes the customer. That was it right there. And I thought, my God. And now yep. this, I won't say the poor woman, the manager has spent 10 years at McDonald's. You know how hard it is, Seg, to find good at McDonald's employees? Yes. Because you worked there. Four years, Willie. And she's sorry for what she did. It was a momentary. At the old Northgate store, not the new one, not the new old one. one. She said that it was a re- reflection. It was a reaction. I didn't think about it. And I was hit. I turned around. The nearest thing to me was a blender that the manager threw at the customer. And, man, bro- broken. And that's not. And the way she falls, you can tell immediately that. That's not act. That's not over-exaggeration. That is somebody getting laid out flat. Laid out. <laughs> Broken cheekbone, nose, eye. She looks terrible. I, mean, the customer. I have that video, too. I have the video right after. I have all the videos, Willie. I'm taking care of you today. I didn't throw anything at anybody. Well, things like that happen in life, and when they happen, you say, look, keep the hamburgers or what? You want 20 bucks? Here's 20 bucks. You don't throw a blender at a customer, and a customer doesn't throw... The happy meal at the manager. But proportionality, the manager should not have done that. Now, I don't think any criminal charges have been filed. I don't believe so. Help me. But the money, many happy meals. And then I won't say this, but that woman spent 10 years of her life working up to be a manager at McDonald's on Coleraine Avenue. And I feel sorry for her that she had a momentary lapse of good judgment. Because sometimes you get pissed off. Do you know how many dozens of times a day I think about throwing things at some of our coworkers? You can't, well. I don't do it, but I fantasize it probably an unhealthy amount. Do you have any other fantasies? We'll talk about that off air. Now, what about Houston? Because I picked the Nats. Because of Charles Krauthammer. You did not. You went with you went with Mister Mrs. Kate Upton. Is that and he didn't last for he didn't last too long last night. No, wait a minute. He pitched pretty well through six innings. Yeah, well, the JV. seventh inning they said, you know what? Here we it's go. It's T.O. time. You're out of here. And if the third baseman had caught that ground ball, none of that. Would- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus brain fog insomnia moodiness achy joints weight gain maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older or that's what your doctor tells you But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. What a hell, that's the breaks. Well, I was actually checking the game on my phone and I considered turning it on, but I 
like I, somehow the timing just lined up so that as soon as Presley went in, mm. that's when I was checking my phone and I got paranoid and then I didn't watch the game because they just kept mm. scoring run after run, run. after run. And I didn't want to jinx them. I was like, I'm just gonna have to sit here and watch on game day, and that's what I did. That's what I did. I the, didn't want I didn't want jinx anybody. The last time this happened with two pitchers like Houston has yes. that lost their first two games, nineteen sixty five, two pitchers named Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax. We're hiring the Bridges. They lost. Well, I'll tell you what, you got to give it up to the Nats, Willie, for beating uh, Cole no and Verlander, and will Granky be the hat trick? I said it was going to happen, though, didn't I? Willie, well, the, yeah. the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service. We're checking the tapes. Yeah. Uh, Willie, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar, quality you can feel in beautiful southeastern Indiana. Call Joe Eckstein at Eckstein Heating and Cooling at 812-932-2026. We want to thank uh, Pam for bringing down your lunch today, Willie, from Ron's Roost Restaurant and Bar, the world's greatest fried chicken, 3853 Race Road at 574-0222. The Reds Reds have announced new hitting uh, department structure. They need it. Uh, Alan Zinter is the new hitting coach of the Reds. And uh, the promotion of Donnie Ecker as uh, assistant hitting coach and director of hitting. Zinter spent the last two seasons as uh, assistant uh, director of player development offense for the San Francisco Jinx. He's also was, he was with the Astros, Padres, D-backs, and Indians. Okay. Uh, let's see. Joe Girardi is going to be the manager of the Phillies. Uh, David Ross is official. The new Cubs, uh, Chicago Cubs manager. Phillies? No, the Cubs. Cubs. You the said Phillies, Joe the Girardi. The Phillies get Joe Girardi. Uh, let's see. Uh, A. Juanio Suarez is the winner of the 2019 Luis Aparicio Award, given each year to the top Venezuelan player in the majors. Uh, day off for the World Series. Game three set for Washington tomorrow night. And I guarantee you they're going to play Baby Shark 24-7 on some <laughs> station in Washington, D.C. Did you see the home run celebration in the bench with uh, the Nats? Yes, with Howie Kendrick. Yes, and, yeah, I love that. That was a tribute to America's Trucking Network, by the way. I understand the uh, Houston Astronomicals are not happy. J.V. called it a players-only oh, meeting after so the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's never won a World Series game. He's like zero and six or something. Yeah, it, even though he's competed in a few, he's never won one. Unbelievable. Andy Hall of Mack. Famer. He's oh, got a World sure. Series ring. Yeah, he'll, he'll get in. He's kind of like a Marvin Lewis of baseball. Well, he's got a ring, though, a couple of years ago. Well, that's true. The, that's the AL isn't all it's cracked up to be. Everybody's so hot on it because these teams have these runaway seasons. And it's not because they're necessarily super awesome. It's just that they're competing against really garbage teams. Too many, It's too much dilution of talent. Yeah. And that was way harder. Yep. Bengals are about to leave uh, for London, Willie. Uh-oh. They uh, take on the Rams there Sunday at Wembley Stadium. They leave Friday or today? Today. Today. They're leaving in uh, like a couple hours. Now, if they win in London, should they stay there and not come back? Yes. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, hey, I'm all about not jinxing things. If you start your winning streak in London, just stay, stay there. there. Stay. Fine. The London Bengals. They can't win in the States. We Maybe still stay. carry the games in? Absolutely. Okay. Because Rocky Boyman spent time over there with the BBC. 
might recall. The Broadbank Broadcast, Broadcasting mm, Corporation? Not, that's close. Oh. Uh, Willie, last night, uh, Franklin's Luke Kennard came off the bench, scored a career-high 30 points in the Pistons' win over the Pacers. That's good. Off the bench. He can shoot. Franklin. Did you teach him? Yes, I did. Uh, let's see. That's about it. What about Lisa Wells? Uh, I read the story there, Willie. Uh, all the best to uh, Miss Wells. Rachel? In the I, future. I have not seen the story, uh, so I don't feel like I can comment. Can well, that, comment? Doesn't, that doesn't keep me from talking about things I know nothing about. There it is, picked up, and uh, we're going to get more information on it. I yes. have sympathy, and I have respect, and I hope things turn out well. Me too. Because it is a difficult thing. Very difficult. That's for sure. Now, what's on the blog? People want to yeah, know what's, that. A, what's on the blog? We have really bad news for um, alien enthusiasts. What? Uh-oh. Yep. What is it? They're not there anymore? Edward Snowden, who obviously hacked all of the CIA and NSA servers while he was enjoying his time as an NSA security guy, apparently in his free time decided to go on a deep dive on all of the secure servers the CIA had and NSA had in hopes of finding proof of extraterrestrial life. ETs. He announced that he did not find any on Joe Rogan's podcast. Just yesterday. Are there aliens? He says no. He Say? says he did not find any proof of any. And what about the, Area 51? They are not there. That's what not, about Wright Pat? That's not, not what's being held at Area 51. Danny from Dayton told me there's aliens inside large tanks of thalidomide somewhere at Wright Pat bubbling up. But really? you're saying Snowden says not true. S- Snowden, who is probably the most honest man we have in our current government, Says no go. No aliens. Uh, He also did want to clarify, too, that we did land on the moon. That did, in fact, happen. Oh, really? And uh, chemtrails are not uh, are not being used by the government for any specific purpose. So drinking these are these are the revelations, according to uh, Edward Snowden, who is uh, safely in Russia right now. That's right. There's a there's a he's not coming back. I don't think so. Now, Katie Hill uh, is admitted to the affair with uh, a woman, but not the man and the and the throttle. So are you continuing to follow that? The Wait, threesome. she's denying a husband or that she had a relationship with her husband? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Nice. That's okay. a Democrat for you. You know what? <laughs> we, we started covering this, what, Monday? And here we are Thursday, and it, we've had four different stories. It's very much a Democratic story, isn't it? Very much so. She He's admits changing. to an inappropriate relationship. Flip-flop. Inappropriate. But we'll see what happens. Everyone's got issues. Can you bring your TV show back one, just one week? week? One week only I'd the Bill I'd put you Cunningham on it right show. there. I'd put you on Me? it. Me? Yes. Put, put her on. The throttle. Put the what, what Miss Hill on. You need to um, have, like, the Barbara Walters special. So, yes. like, the Bill That's Cunningham right, the special. Bingo. Yes. You'll need you to go. go back all the time, and you can Just shoot. every now and then. I'm just not going every, back. Every now and then back. when there's a really big story that needs your special like take. Like Katie Hill. Uh, yeah, On exactly. one knee, I'll be begging to tell me why you did this. Tell me why you found love in the arms and legs of another woman when you were married to a man. What about, uh, is she denying the current relationship she's having that is also another staffer? That's for tomorrow. Okay. That's for tomorrow. Yeah, we've had a new development every day, so <laughs> we'll it makes sense. It's happening at the right time for a scandal because nobody's covering it. It's not a big deal. I, yeah, no. Not a big deal. All right, now, once again, will you pick a winner Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Nats v. Astronomicals. Nats all the way.
Are they gonna Are they gonna go back to Houston? I say probably. I I think not. I don't know. No. I hope they don't have to. I don't think they will. I think they'll try to uh, win at home for the for all the fans. That music. How about the music? Baby Shark. Yeah. That's enough. The Astros are going to be hearing that in their sleep. Well, maybe that's part of the deal. All right. Once again, Rachel, thank you. Thank you. By the way, Representative Tim Ryan of the Youngstown area has dropped out of the presidential race. Hell, I didn't know he was in the presidential <laughs> race. But now that he's out, that's good. Wow. We'll see what happens. Segman, get me out of the Stooge Report. Willie, in honor of a uh, beautiful Thursday here in the Tri-State, we leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Where you can take me to bed at night and wake up with me every morning. Who said that? Somebody put together those words to communicate a message I did not intend. Would you agree? Can't say. Can't say. You'd have to be waking up pretty late to be waking up with you at noon on this station. Correct. Just a but little. hey, I'm Just not going to pass any judgment. Please don't. Be non-judgmental. So let's continue now. We have thousands on hold. Millions are listening. i got to return a few phone calls during the next break. And then we'll see what occurs. Let's continue with more, Segman. More on this and how to treat individuals that have serious drug problems when seemingly they have failed court orders in the past. A female prosecutor said to me, what do you do if after four, five, six, seven times someone completely refuses to comply with court orders? Say, You're the lawyer. Rachel? Lock them up. Let's continue. Throw away a key. Continue like Joe Dieter said the other day. What do you do with somebody who, for 33 times, doesn't show up to court on a minor charge? And then what do you do when you pick them up on the 34th time? Do you say, "Well, just stay out of there"? At some point, there's got to be okay. We told you we're going to do this. You didn't do this. Now we're going to do it. Now I get that too, don't you? Say correct. But on the other hand, is heroin, cocaine addiction a disease or is it a crime? If someone has cancer, then does hold up a bank, can you say, well, they have cancer? No. But if someone has a heroin addiction and you got to do something to get the heroin bad stuff, then you're not being charged with a heroin addiction. You're being charged with breaking into cars and burglarizing homes and holding people up, right? So I, I think society's not yet come to the realization that drug addiction is a disease. I think we like to treat it not quite a disease. Or alcoholism. You know, alcoholism, they say, is a disease. It's a disease you give yourself by mm-hmm. taking the product. You wouldn't give yourself breast cancer, would you? No, but uh, you also, it's a disease that you have to seek treatment for. And if you don't, you continue to have these issues that end you, like, end up with you in jail. And perhaps jail is the best place to keep yourself away from those types of situations where you can find a treatment program that works. Well, if that money's used in Cleveland to help men and women in prison get off drugs and alcohol, that's good. But if the money goes to lawyers and fees, Which it will. that's even better. Mm-hmm. Segment, thank you. You're welcome. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, the great American, live at your home of the Bengals. News Radio 700, WLW. Is it possible to have too much fun? Let's find out. We're just guys who like a good time. And we know you like a good time. Join us and have all the laughs you want. You already work hard, so go ahead and laugh hard. This is way too much fun.
Marty and Rocky, this afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. Not really Cunningham in a relationship to the Lisa Wells matter. There's a column in USA Today that says, among other things, that doctors are avoiding chronic pain patients need more education survey finds. And really what this survey says is that doctors do not want to be sued for prescribing medicine and pain pills to patients as uh, used as effective and safe because they might be sued. Part of this litigious society in which we live indicates that whoever's got the deepest pocket, somebody's coming after you. So Johnson & Johnson, Purdue Pharmaceutical, and others may have done some wrong things in having doctors overprescribe, but that's not their job. Their job is to produce it. And pharmacies are being sued, even though they're not in the business of declaring opioids safe and effective. The FDA is in the business of telling these pharmaceutical makers which drugs are safe and effective as used, as used. And so if you're a doctor or a pharmacy, if you're in the business and you got to build into your cost structure millions of lawsuits awarding billions of dollars to individuals, many in the healthcare industry are backing off prescriptions and pharmaceutical research that deals with pain management because you don't want to be sued. You don't know what the rules are. In the past, if you were a pharmaceutical maker and you had a drug that went through all the human trials, it takes many years, and then you presented your findings to the FDA. They did their independent research, and they stamped okay on that drug, uh, Percocet, Vicodin, Oxycontin, that it is safe and effective as used. Normally, in the past, that was an umbrella that the pharmaceutical makers could put over them to say, look, it's safe and effective as used. We determined it to be that way, and the federal government determined it to be that way. But now the doctors, the pharmaceuticals, the pharmacies don't know what to do because there's billions of dollars being paid to individuals who did not use the product as intended, which was declared safe and effective as used. So now doctors, according to USA Today, are backing off and saying, I don't want to take any patients on, any new patients that have pain management issues because I'm coming up with this argument. I, I really don't, I'm uncareful. I want to be more careful. The real reason is their lawyers are telling them, get out of that business because it is too expensive. Let's continue. As we do, we have thousands on hold. Millions are listening. Line becomes available, 513-749-7000. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW Cincinnati. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Let's continue now. And uh, the line becomes available, 513-749-7000, pound 700, the new AT&T. You would never lock somebody up in prison for uh, the disease of cancer or heart disease. But you lock them, we lock up individuals all the time for alcohol addiction or cancer, something, uh, I'm sorry, of, uh, of drugs, because society's made the condemnation of uh, those substances uh, much uh, harsher and perhaps they're proportionally, proportionally may cause. And I'm not talking about individuals that are knocking people in the head and breaking their cars and burglarizing homes to get money. None of that applied with Lisa Wells. She uh, seemingly has a serious drug problem. And she has filed motions that indicate the probation should have been over and she shouldn't have been there at all. Of course, I, I would ask the question, when you appear in front of a judge as an attorney, much less both, as an attorney and a criminal defendant. You cannot show up in front of Judge Pratt dirty, especially with Oxycontin 
and uh, cocaine and marijuana. There's something else going on other than that, because uh, when I more actively practice criminal law, one of the rules is when you show up in front of the judge, don't dress like a criminal defendant. In other words, be bright eyed, bushy tailed, look like you're going to church, clean up the act, shave, look good. And of course, if you're a if you're a woman, uh, you got to dress like you're going to church on Sunday. That's the way you look, because image means something. The last thing any criminal defendant would ever want to do is show up in front of a common police court judge on probation for possession of drugs, high on drugs. That's kind of like, you know, that, that means Lisa Wells at that moment, September the 5th or so, last month, would be completely out of control if that would happen. So there's something else going on. And locking her up in Marysville for one to four years is not going to solve that underlying problem, right? It, it doesn't solve it. You, you heard this morning the, the call I played about an hour ago, and Sloaney had it on about 10 o'clock, from a woman that had a drug problem, country club type woman, ends up in Marysville, sexually assaulted, doesn't solve, to, you have to wait in line to get to the drug rehab. There is no large dr- drug rehab program that works in prisons very often. It needs to be the kind of program that is uh, tailored to your particular needs and a way out. And so the, for a lawyer or a criminal defendant to show up in front of a common police court judge last month when your name's Lisa Wells and the media is going to be there and cover this thing because you've worked here and because you're an eminent criminal defense attorney means you're completely out of control. Put to the side the legal arguments that she's making in motions that my probation is over. If my probation is over, Judge Pratt has no jurisdiction over me. My probation is put those arguments to the side because, frankly, as a human being, they don't matter. What matters to me is there was proof that last month, three and a half years after probation began, that she had been using cocaine and opioids and marijuana, Oxycontin. There's proof of that. And there was a hearing set five days later to say, what am I missing in this? And because she was in drug rehab, as ordered by the court and by the high Supreme Court, she didn't show up at that other hearing. She, she, was, she, she, was, she gave the urine test. She got three days in jail. And the first thing that happened is that, you know, she, uh, she was in drug rehab and, of course, couldn't show up. So let's see what happens. I, this is so topical because there's literally 72,000 Americans who die every year of fentanyl, carfentanyl, and heroin. And I do not, no one is benefited if anyone, much less a mother and a wife, with a great future in front of her and a good legal background, to be, to be dead, to show up because you can't get treatment. And she's been given the opportunity to get treatment, and obviously she's failed. She's failed once, she's failed twice, might have been three times. But whatever it is, I say if a person is willing to go through the process again, I don't care if you failed five times. The last thing we need to do as a society is put them in prison where you don't get treatment and you get so uh, stained, your soul is stained in prison for months or years that you're never the same person anyway. And it's going to exacerbate difficulties and not solve them. So uh, let's get your reaction to what's going on. And when I had on David Yost the other day, he's going to work hard to make sure that this, this settlement from the pharmaceutical companies go toward those afflicted with this illness and unfortunately not toward lawyers and court costs and uh, masking state and city budgets. Uh, Hamilton County's got a $30 million structural budget deficit, and they could use that money to, to handle their other 
issues. This is done to help those addicted to uh, heroin, cocaine, meth, whatever it is. This settlement is intended to have drug treatment courts in every courthouse. Small rural counties tend not to have the same kind of treatment as you might have in Hamilton County or Kenton County because there's not enough money. They're cutting back everything. There's not enough money. Well, this is supposed to fuel the system to lessen drug addiction in our society. Let's see if it works. I'll take your calls now. Well, let's go to Mabel first. She's been there for uh, two hours. And then Gene on a cell phone. And then Tim and many others. We have two lines open, 513-749-7000. Would you lock her away and throw away the keys because she allegedly violated court orders? Or if a person has fallen from grace two, three, four times but wants help, do you still offer them that assistance? And by the way, Lisa Wells is, may I use the term, well off. This isn't a person at the bottom economically. She's at the top. So she's willing to pay for her own drug treatment right now. Let's continue with Mabel in Williamsburg. Mabel, thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Hey, Willie. Um, Long-time listener. I hope you'll hear me out, okay? Miss Wells went into rehab on the 4th of September. She got out on October the 2nd. She never went to none of her intervention. When she was picked up on Friday, she refused a drug test. Now, I hired Ms. Wells to do a job for me. I paid $40,000 to Ms. Wells, and she lied to me and lied to me. She took more money and did nothing for the money that she took. What I feel sorry for her two young kids, and I feel sorry for her parents, but what about the clients that she took money off of she couldn't even go to cases because she had a warrant for her arrest. Mabel, what were you charged with? Was it a drug offense or something? It was. It, it was. I wasn't charged with nothing. It was. It was my son. This. Uh, uh, this woman. She lied to me. Lied to me. Uh, she couldn't even show up to my son's sentencing because she had a warrant out for her arrest. And. I mean, I have text messages where I would beg her to call me. Uh, nothing. I mean, nothing. She had. She would not keep in contact with us. Uh, then we had one meeting, and my son's case is an appeal. You'll know. You'll know if I go into detail. You'll know what I'm talking about because she said she talked to you about it. Uh, she said, and when it reached the appeals, that your wife Penny would probably be one of the judges on the appeal case. Well, your wife retired. I mean, it was just lie after lie. You know, she took she took money and did nothing for it. To me, that is theft. Mm. I mean, she took this money after the facts that I mean. She knew I had lost a daughter to a car accident, and I kept telling her I cannot lose another child. And all I heard out of Mrs. Wells' mouth was, don't worry, I got this. I got this. I got this. He ain't going to prison. He ain't going to prison. Well, he is in prison. And then she still took money after that fact, no return phone calls. Nothing. Even after she didn't show up for his sentencing, 
We never even got a phone call explaining right. why she didn't show up. Right. Mabel, I'm, get, I'm getting a call from someone I need to talk to on this matter. Can I put you on hold for a little bit? Sure. I'll put you on hold. Let's take a break. Bill Cunningham, 700 WLW. Try it today. Lisa Wells, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. Lisa, where are you? Um, I am currently at the Miami County Detention Center. Tell me what. Tell me what's going on and what message do you want to give? So I um, have been on probation for three and a half years. Um, I actually finished my probation term in uh, March of this year. And I should have been off of ILC, and that's treatment in lieu of conviction, in April. Uh, the judge made an inquiry about a bar association issue and meant to continue me on probation, and there's a question as to whether or not she had jurisdiction to do that. And we went back and forth on that. I missed a court date due to a scheduling error, and then she summons me to court and I appeared. Um, during that time, I had a positive screen. That's the only time I've ever had a positive screen during the entire three and a half years that I've ever been on probation. Uh, the bar physician requested that I go to inpatient treatment, which I did. That was at um, Glen Bay, which is east of Cleveland. I, com- I went, she put me in jail for three days over that, which I went. Uh, when I got to Glen Bay, I was negative. I have tested negative first and son. All of my sisters have been negative except for the one that was positive. Um, when I was an inpatient, knowing that I was an inpatient, the judge put a warrant out for my arrest. I've never heard of a judge doing that in any county, anywhere. Um, I, honestly, I couldn't believe it. So uh, when I got out, my attorneys filed a motion to set aside the warrant. The judge refused to set it aside. She had me arrested, um, and I've been sitting in jail ever since. She set my bond at $750,000. Lisa, Wait. let me let me ask you this. There was a media account that at the September 5th hearing, you were asked to give a urine screen and that you tested positive for cocaine, marijuana, and oxycodone. Is that accurate? Yes, I did. Um, and I totally and freely admitted that I relapsed. I smoked a joint. I did not realize that that was laced and that I relapsed on three Percocet 5s, which I admitted to my probation officer and... I freely admitted to the court that that is the only relapse that I have ever had in three and a half years, and I went to inpatient treatment. And, in fact, I was out for seven days in between the three days and did not use any narcotic. I was tested upon entry to Glen Bay. I was negative, and I was negative five additional times after that, and I've been negative ever since. Okay, so, Lisa, do you think you have a drug problem as we sit here and speak this afternoon? person to admit that I'm an addict. I, and in, since I got arrested, I was the first person to admit that I was a drug addict. I yes. think there's absolutely no doubt. I have worked all 12 steps. I continue to work all 12 steps. I'm not in denial about being a drug addict. I never have been. This has been an ongoing problem that I've had. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Before I got arrested, I think I had talked freely and openly on your show and everyone else's yes. show about the struggles of that as an addict. Yeah. I just, I cannot believe as a mom of two that I'm going to miss Halloween with my two kids. I I. I can't believe that my bond is $750,000. Like, I, I don't know of judges that put warrants out for people when they're in inpatient treatment. Uh, Lisa, you had said to me previously, that either on or off the air, that this addiction began when you uh, had difficulties with a pregnancy and that you were prescribed drugs, and then from there on it just went downhill from there. Uh, and how do you say to those... I had a female prosecutor call me and said, after you've failed so many drug screens in a row, what do you do with somebody? And I say, well, if they failed one or two or three or four, you give them a fifth opportunity, a sixth. And even you, you failed drug screens before, but you're saying to Judge Pratt that you want another opportunity. I failed. This was shocking to me. I'd only failed one drug screen ever in three and a half years. One. Um, in my experience of 16 years as a criminal defense attorney, I've never had anybody go to inpatient for failing one drug screen. Did, never. Did, did you only use the drugs the one time? Because many times an addict will use drugs repeatedly, then fail one drug screen. But you can honestly say, can you, that that's the only time you ever used illegal drugs was the one time on the drug screen? Yes, I can honestly say that. In fact, it's during <laughs> when I went to Glenbay, my uh, primary diagnosis didn't have anything to do with substance abuse. Um, I won't share that because it's extremely personal on the air, but my primary diagnosis had much more greater concern with mental health than it had anything to do with um, substance abuse. Uh, and uh, I think for a lot of people that is true, um, and a sure. much more greater concern yes. with that yes. than substance abuse disorder. So in your case, you're going to be locked up until at least when? So, Louis Serkin is my attorney, who's excellent, I think most people know. Yeah. So, November 7th is my next court date. We're appealing her bond decision, because I think it's arbitrary. It's the second highest bond in the history of Miami County. Um, I think, as most people know, um, I'm a Butler County resident. I've lived here all my life. So, one failure to appear, um, as soon as I realized that I had missed that court date, I retained John Sayah from Columbus. Um, the next day, we filed a motion to set that aside, and I appeared in court, I think, within three days. Um, so that I appeared in court immediately on that fair to appear. That second fair to appear was when I was in Glen Bay. So uh, I, I have been to court. I was still a practicing attorney up through the day, I think, the week before I went to Glen Bay. You know, so I, I, I made the, Lisa, I made the comment earlier that if, if, if an eminent criminal defense attorney like you knows you're going in front of a judge and you purposely use cocaine, marijuana, and oxycodone, just before you go in front of a judge, doesn't that mean you're kind of out of control? Well, I think it screams that I think you have a mental health problem. I think it screams that there's probably something more going on 
then um, if you haven't been testing positive regularly before that, I think what it screens there's a uh, – I mean, I, at the time what was going on is um, – a lot of issues as to whether or not I still wanted to practice law, as to whether or not I still wanted to be an attorney, and as whether or not I still thought that was really the right fit for me. Um, there, I mean, really, I thought in April of this year that I was done with probation. The issue of whether or not this court had continuing jurisdiction over me is still one for the Court of Appeals to decide. And whether she was arbitrary or unreasonable in continuing to pull me into this kind of what I thought was somewhat of a continuing nightmare that is somewhat of an unbelievable amount of pressure on a person. So, Lisa and, Wells, what message would you have for your for your kids and for your husband who loves you deeply and for people that care about you that when it's most important, you can't stay off the stuff? What message would you have? Well, I don't think it has anything to do with not being able to stay off the stuff. I think I've demonstrated through the last three and a half years that I think if you work a solid program and if you continue to do the things that you're doing as addict, that you can be incredibly successful with the AA and the NA program. I think that I've demonstrated through an incredible track record of sobriety. I think your mental health is has to be paramount in your recovery and your success. And I think that being in jail can destroy your mental health. Yeah. I know it destroys your mental no health. Question. Um, I can tell you... Right now, the Miami County Jail refuses to provide because their policies are that they don't provide some mental health meds. So I just spent 28 days at an inpatient facility where they prescribe certain mental health meds, and it's just this jail doctor's policy. Just, we just don't give them. So I'm actively withdrawing from some certain meds because it's just their jail policy not to give them. So, Lisa so, Wells, you want, you want drug treatment and you want mental health treatment that you're not receiving in the Miami County Jail. And if you go to Marysville, honestly, on paper it's there, but in reality it isn't. So I think I've received pretty – first of all, I went to Glen Bay at my cost, $16,800 that I paid. Um, and I think I received pretty substantial drug treatment. I don't, And I enrolled in intensive outpatient program immediately upon release. So I think I need to continue with the IOP, and I think that's pretty sufficient for a person that tested positive once. Um, and then I was already enrolled in mental health therapy. So I can tell you as a person that's practiced criminal defense, and if you talk to other criminal defense attorneys, I think on an individual basis, I don't think there's much more we can do for people in this scenario. If we sent every single person that tested positive to an inpatient place, it would cripple the system. We just we can't do that. I mean, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do it in this scenario, and I'm appreciative of the Bar Association and their referral to do that, but I don't think most people have that kind of money to do it. I'm you, glad that I did. And, Lisa Wells, you, you, you want help right now, and locking you up is not going to solve your mental health and your drug problems. I live in a room. Let me explain this to you. I live in a room with 50 other girls. There are showers and toilets in here. We never leave. There are one, two, three, four, five. There are six windows. I can see somewhat of sunlight. I never leave this room. Never. Neither do any of the other 50 girls. We just live in a room every day. Oh, I don't know how that helps anyone's mental health. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm special. I'm not special by any stretch of the imagination. And I know I made a mistake. But I don't know how this helps anyone ever. And I don't know if she's trying to make an example out of me. But that's not what the law is for. I'm a mom. I'm a person. I, I'm not asking for anybody to feel sorry for me. I know I broke the law four years ago, but at some point, it has to be enough. It has to be enough. Lisa, what can we do to help? 
I just follow our bond. I don't know. I $750,000 is ridiculous. That's an outrageous bond. I've represented people charged with manslaughter with less bonds than that. Maybe maybe Judge Pratt's thinking she's trying to save you by keeping you locked up because if she lets you go, something terrible is going to happen. What terrible would happen? If I've already gone through 28 days of intensive drug treatment, what other program could you possibly enroll me in? That is the most intensive therapy that we give to individuals. The next step is IOP, which I was already enrolled in. There is no other drug treatment program that we provide to individuals. I've already received it. Do you see what I'm saying? But on, so on not, paper, if six weeks ago you were using cocaine and opioids and marijuana after what you've gone through, doesn't that mean you can't control your problems? Okay, but let's think about this, though. So if I smoked a joint that was laced with cocaine and I took three percent, do we lock a person up forever for that? No, we give them treatment. But I already went through the treatment that we give that person. So why would we relock that person up? Aren't we then destroying what we gave that person the tools to work with? Because it's a step-down process. We put the person in treatment, and then we release that person to a less intensive program because we want them to use the tools that we just gave them. Are you going to ask Judge Pratt in two weeks to to let you continue in drug and alcohol and mental health? Are you going to ask her to give you a second or third chance? Because I think you deserve it. Are you going to – is that – Well, it's not – it's not a third chance. <laughs> it's not a third chance because I've only tested positive once in three and a half years. Well, yeah, because that's how we do the program. You have to consider that it saves disease, and every Ameri- the American Medical Association says that every person who has any experience. How many times have you had on Sinan who says that? Yeah. Every expert says this. Yeah. So relapse is a part of that, right? Right, it is. So we can't let a lot of people and put them away forever. So we give them treatment. I got the treatment. Then we put them in a step-down program. So I was in a step-down program. Why are we going in the reverse with me? Uh, you know, Lisa, is it punitive? Uh, I think now is not the time to argue with Judge Pratt because she has your life in her hands. Oh, no, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying why are we going in the reverse? Well, uh, you'd have to ask her, but Lisa, I got your number. I'm going to talk to your husband, and anything okay. we can do to help, anything I can do to help, we're going to do. Prayers. I, I, you, so. you have, Lisa, good luck, and thank you. All right. Bye-bye. 700-WLW.com. Why about, what about being a president? Why do you want to be a president? Because I want to make rules. Ooh, I like that. What's the first rule you would make? Everybody can go anywhere they want except Cincinnati. And why Cincinnati? Because I don't like the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Wow. All right. I sure. Everybody has a team they like and teams they don't like. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 Oh, quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you bonehead. Now, Seg, that was Ellen DeGeneres. What's the, what's the deal with some little brat on that show saying he don't want to like the Cincinnati Reds? That's a, that's that's unheard of. That's un-American. Rachel, your reaction? You re- must be a Cardinals fan, right? Must be. Or maybe. Cubs. Maybe. Seg, what do we do with Lisa Wells? Uh, Dale Donovan. Say a few prayers, Willie, and Better keep hopefully, uh, hopefully a miracle is intact. I warned her. I said, Lisa, you sure you want to do this? Absolutely. I said, Okay. Seg? Yes. Seg? Yeah. Seg? Just 
Get her more help, Willie, and hope for the best. Right? Rachel, what's on the blog? I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You tried to talk <laughs> her out of it, I'm sure. I said, Lisa, you're, not, you're, you're just not a criminal defendant. You're like a criminal defense attorney. But then again, you had a 2 o'clock, and there was Lisa. There's Lisa. I mean, you know, it happens. But you tried, and that's the important part. Important. Well, I like to help. Last thing I, I said is, do. if we can help, she's fallen from grace. She says one time, might be two or three, and I asked her the question in September on the 5th when you're in front of Judge Pratt, who I don't know. You don't know her either, do you? Janine mm-hmm. Pratt? No. Miami County Common Police Court. But I'm told by my Dayton buddies she's a tough sentencing judge. And you show up knowing you're in front of a judge, and you're the defendant, and you're high on at least cocaine oxycodone and marijuana is that a is that a negative mm-hmm. Sag, yeah, I would say Sag, so. do you understand this yes yes sure it's do. a negative but i've never taken the bar but i would say it's not a great idea. it's not a good idea yeah but if she is really suffering from mental illness which she admitted to and that's what caused some of these difficulties with illegal drug use then you need me- mental health help like mm-hmm. like the segment and you also need some drug rehabilitation like many people at webn Correct? Probably at least 60%. So you got multiple layered issues, like a Boston cream cake. It isn't just one thing. She also said having the baby, she got on the drugs, she had problems, and then the pressures of practicing criminal law, which I understand. I feel pressure all the time, say. Although I don't don't practice anymore. But nonetheless, what's on the blog? Uh, We do have that video from the Colerain McDonald's incident. Have all of the videos, including the manager update and the actual surveillance footage of the blender being tossed, as we were talking about earlier. Last night, Channel 5 had it on. It was wonderful. McDonald's. And I have empathy for that 10-year-old man- 10-year manager mm-hmm. who instinctively reacted to having a Happy Meal thrown at her. And she threw a mixer and, like, broke the woman's face. And she went down like uh, Frazier went down. This was not faked. This was not no, that was like- an over-dramatization. She was out. She was out. Seg, have you done that at McDonald's with a Happy Meal? Not in four years, no, Willie. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Customer was always right. I spent one day out on the cash register and I said, put me on the offensive line, a.k.a. the grill. I'm no quarterback. I can't do the math. Get out. We had your manager I call. went back and became the Gordon Ramsay of the Golden Arches. We had your manager call one night and said there were 36 burgers on each flat top, and they only produced 35, and you said it was quality control. You'd eat uh, one burger. Correct. Somebody had to do it. Please continue. We also have an update on the search for extraterrestrial life. E.T. Unfortunately, it's hit a snag for all those that really what? do hope that E.T. is out there. 
Edward Snowden said that in his downtime, he did a deep dive of the CIA and NSA servers looking for any evidence that the government was concealing contact with aliens or aliens having landed at some point. He says he found nothing. What about 35,000 Hillary Clinton emails? Did he find those? I don't know if he was looking for those. Was he looking for those? Ask Putin about that. He's mm-hmm. Those could be well, UFOs. I mean, yeah. Yes. The emails could be the UFOs. Since, that, since Russia is now his uh, country of residence, he probably has been asked about a few of those things Check that he out. saw on the CIA servers. Now, what else is on the blog? We have an update on the uh, reporter that was fired in Sacramento after he jumped on several cars and damaged them at an auto show in Sacramento during a live shot that he was trying to do for his station's morning show. He was apparently fired right after. Forthwith. Uh, The auto show uh, uh, kind of released a sort of apology slash explanation. Also, you know, a little tidbit about this guy was fired. Don't worry. Are the cars going to be fixed at Dale Donovan's? Uh, we're going to you know, ask him about here. that. He you was know, just here. He's still here. We're going to ask him about that once the we get there. The owner of Makatiwa. Yes. So. so you shouldn't jump on cars as a reporter if they're worth a million dollars. That's a bad uh, idea. It's bad. And also dinging open up car doors and ramming into unique little Ferraris, not a, not a positive. It was almost as if the man had never had any sort of interaction with a vehicle ever in his life. It was the strangest thing to watch. It's on the blog, though. It's on the blog, and yeah. by the way, Sake, Scott Reinhardt is here. He wants to see you in Skips about 3 o'clock. Okay. All right. All right. Give me some sports, will you? Well, you got to ask me. Sag? Well, Leah, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Steve Beamer. Beamer Heating and Cooling at 513 623 Sports! Alan Zinter, Willie, is the new hitting coach of the Cincinnati Reds. Spent the last two seasons as assistant director of player development and offense for the San Francisco Giants. How'd they do last year? Please continue. Dead last in the National League West. So were the Nationals in May, and they're going to be World Series champs. Day off off of the World Series today, Willie. uh, Game three, baby shark heaven tomorrow night in Washington as the Nats are up two games to none. What if the Bengals win the next nine games, go in as a wild card, beat Kansas City there, beat also the Patriots, then march to the Super Bowl and beat Green Bay, where they follow the route of the Blues and also the Nats? Sure, and then there will be UFOs all over the place, too. Not according to Edward Snowden. What's he know? No. He's got to find those damn emails. Uh, preview the Bengals and Rams game tonight, Willie, on the Furniture Fair Roundtable Show, presented by the Greater Cincinnati Ford Dealers. And... Um, Bengals That's at uh, 6.05, uh, live from Belterra Park. You say Bears and the Rams? No, the Bengals and the Rams. Who's playing tonight? Uh, the uh, Redskins and the Vikes okay, I thought you said are playing tonight. Bengals and Rams are playing. No. no okay. uh, let's see. Jared Cumberland has been tabbed as a preseason second-team All-America by Sporting News. Dayton mm. has been picked to finish third in the Atlantic 10. And CBS Sports has picked their top 100 college basketball players this year, Willie. Jared Cumberland is number 10 in the nation. Pretty good. Uh, Najee Marshall of uh, X is uh, number 40, and 44 is Obi Toppin out of Dayton. And Rachel, if a judge who I don't know gives a particularly high bond for a person that seemingly has a drug difficulty to keep, keep them locked up, could it possibly be Judge Pratt's thinking, I want to save her life and not let her out? I would assume so, but... That's not what Lisa Wells says. Yeah, well... Is that your reaction? 
Uh, just get her help, Willie, and uh, everybody hope and needs help. She'll be okay. Yeah. And, and unlike you, if you fall from grace once or twice, I say give them three and four and five chances. And in her case, what, I only get one. Yes, you get one. Why is that? Because I'm you don't Amer- deserve it. I'm an American male or something. Yes. Oh, you're a straight Christian American male. That's enough. You get so nothing. You only, I only get one shot. Correct. She gets two or three. Talk to Clyde Bennett about that. No, I'd rather talk to Stephen R. Adams. Stop, Stop by, by the man. man. Call, call the man. man. If you want to leave, call Steve. Correct. What's on the blog other than that? Uh, we also have uh, your favorite coral snake trying to eat the other corals or the other snake while getting stung by a wasp in your second home of Florida. Yes. Which is why you spend more time up here, right? I got a text here from another prosecutor saying, what the hell's going on with Lisa? Give me a call. So I'm going to... I feel like you're going to be making a lot of phone calls. Have you seen... Do you you have a list made up of people that you have to call back after? Yeah. Yeah, So I got 18 phone calls (laughs) and 26 messages. So well, you're, uh, you know what? It's mm-hmm. it's heck to be popular, isn't it? I think I'm going to be unpopular. I don't know what I am, but I mean, I, I'm willing to help or whatever. Not right. as a lawyer, I mean, but I, I think I, I need, correct. She needs help. Right. Wait, the first thing, if you admit you have a mental health problem, like Dale Donovan, and you admit having drinking and drug problems, like Lisa admitted to, that's the first thing. Now, if you fall from grace and go in front of a judge dirty. Admit to it and then say, I need help. That's all you can do. You, what do right. you lock them up? What good does it do to lock her up for the next four years? Destroy her life. You lo- lose your soul when you go to jail. And sh- she said, I won't be there with my kids for Halloween. Right? That's I serious so. stuff. If it's, maybe one might say, if it's that serious, how about refraining from using drugs when you're in front of a judge? Is that an unfair question, Rachel? No, it is not. Say, is that unfair? No. I think it's unfair. I, I want to rescind that remark. You're starting Can to I? sound like a liberal. Strike that from what, the what, record. What, what was that? <laughs> I like to strike that from the record. Speaking of liberals, we also have the update on uh, Congresswoman Kate Hill and her little situation that she has going on. We with all the have former, issues. With the former staffer and her uh, soon-to-be ex-husband. She might be a sex addict. You know what? If she pulled that card, it would probably get her reelected. All you got to do is say, "Look, I got a problem." Yeah, that's, that's all you got to do. If if a woman invites another woman into their marriage for sexual gymnastics, mm-hmm. and then alleges that their marriage broke up because of this other woman, and then she gets a divorce from her husband, the, the other woman that she was paying partially with taxpayer funds, her, yeah. Her. And now she can't. It was a throttle, but this afternoon she says she's admitted to it, and she's seeking understanding and help. That's oh, a, she's going to get a TV show out of this. That's what's going to happen. What about uh, the new guy that's also on her staff? Well, that's another issue. Oh, okay. If, what if she we'll says, wait for tomorrow. Uh, what if she's release. a sex addict? What if she say, I'm a sex addict and I need, I need sex, and therefore I need help? Does that work? In this day and age, yes. Probably yes. does. Yes, it does. Yeah. Dale Donovan has these ideations about owning McAtee when he shoots 114 every time he plays. That's a different issue. So you're saying all you got to do is saying, look, it's uh, kind of like a get a you know get out of jail free card. Yes, right you got sex addiction. Sex addiction. <laughs> think a good of how one. many. Think of how many uh, women that are, are kind of married to famous guys. You know, like Khloe uh, Kardashian was one of them. She was married to Lamar Odom. He was a sex addict when he got caught. You know, at that brothel yeah, he when he OD'd. Cocaine with there. Yeah. Blasted. It was just sex addiction. He said that was the problem. In that case, okay, right? She yeah. stood by him for a year after that too. I agree with that. How Stand come, by your man. 
give him two arms to cling to and something Tammy to hold on to. I, I think he had four arms to cling to while he was at, or at least at the moment I of bet. his uh, medical situation at the Bunny Ranch. But. Lamar Odom, he's one of the greatest basketball players. He has like five or six rings, He's and he found himself naked lying on the floor of a Bunny Ranch and says, I got a problem. It's amazing he lived. Fortunately, he lived, but he's now getting help, and Lisa needs help. If you have some sex addiction, you and I can talk off the air, okay? I really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm willing to help. Don't you wish your TV show was back? Yes. <laughs> Most caring guy Just like every so often? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. But uh, Segman, is that it? Sure is. All right, give me out. By the way, we want to thank Ron's Roost. Did you do that? Yes, I did. Thank you. 3853 Race Road at 5740222. Jen Motley was down here pulling up a chair, just enjoying some... Legs the buffet last yes. uh, last Saturday. A little mashed potatoes and gravy. Looked like me. Yes. Willie, in honor of a uh, beautiful Thursday here in the Tri-State, but rain over the weekend. Supposedly two or three inches on Saturday will keep me from playing golf so I can visit Lisa Wells in jail. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Do you have any other fantasies? We'll talk about that off air. Okay. Only Seg knew the term throttle. That's all I can say. He knew about that term, and the rest of us didn't. I thought it was an artist. Wasn't that guy, what was that guy's name here? Maplethorpe. Yeah, I thought that was him. No, throttle. Oh. Throttle. You sure? Positive. Throttle's not an artist? Not sure. Oh. Rachel? I have no idea. Thank you. Let's continue with more. More drama. <laughs> 700 WLW. All right, Eddie and Rock, let's set it up. I, I get a call from a person close to her saying that this isn't all the Lisa Wells stories not being told. Yep. My phone lights up from from uh, Tip City with a 937 area code. Okay, so it's it's okay. And I'm so looking at it, and it, it's Miami County Jail. Right. And who would I know in the Miami County Jail? Hmm. So, Probably a lot of people, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and Lisa says, you know, she talks about her problems. And, and I said, what do you want me to do? To, and, and what do you want me to do? She said, I'd like to get my message out. I said, do you want to talk on the air? She said, yes. I gave her the hotline. Matt picked it up. And for 10 minutes, about 35 minutes ago, she laid out her mental health issues, her cocaine, why she was dirty in front of a judge, and what the judge is doing to her. And I said to her, do you think it's wise to be – going after the judge who's got four years on the shelf. Look, and there's two courts, right? There's the court itself and then there's a court of public opinion. I understand she wants to get her message out there, but right now the most impending doom is the court and the judge itself. You've got to take care of that first, and then after that, then you go back and here's my story, here's what I'm going through. And do the public opinion. Court. And really, what's at stake here? I don't. I don't even know. Uh, she has. She pled guilty to four counts of drug possession. The okay. judge gave her twelve months on each count. Okay. And on and they she uh, in lieu of in lieu of sentence, put her in a drug treatment program approved by the Ohio Supreme Court. Gotcha. And the judge said her name's Pratt. That uh, if you complete that program successfully, uh, we will uh, not put you in jail. And so, according to the judge, she showed up dirty at this hearing September 5th, and uh, she was dirty, and she arrested her, put her three days in jail, gave her another hearing to say, come back in seven days to show cause why I shouldn't violate your probation. And during that time, she went to a drug rehab center approved by the Ohio Supreme Court, and then she got out, 
And then there's a warrant for arrest because she didn't show up on the second hearing. And then she, Hamilton County Sheriff's executed on a warrant, locked her up, and she went to Miami County where she's in a $750,000 cash-only bond right now. Cash-only. Oh, Lord. Wow. And I said, is it that's possible the judge wants to keep you locked up so you don't hurt yourself? Right. Yeah. And she said, that's not I, – I, I don't – believe that's the case i think she wants to send me to prison i hope she gets gets help because she needs help it really is sad sad. like i mean that's rock and i were talking we heard her on the air and both of us looked at each other like what What? the hell is she thinking that's just i mean it really is sad it's all i can say well do you treat drug addicts or do you lock them up now sometimes some drug addicts will tell you that there, there's both. a period of time being locked up kind of shocks you into like, wait a minute, man, I better get my stuff together or, or, else. or else. Now, maybe in terms of actual treatment, it's not the best place, but sometimes it can have an, an effect. That's what folks have told all, me. All we can say here is good luck. Good luck. I yeah. totally agree with that. Let's continue with more. 700 WLW. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.